Guess which host has to start their car with a breathalyzer? <laughs> this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Welcome back to Anything Goes. And here's a clip of Mike Wilmot, Canada's greatest comedy export. Check it out. My girlfriend's never sucked my dick in 14 years. <laughs> Sorry, folks, there's no way to warm me up to this one. Only got 10 minutes, you know. If I had an hour in a band, we could have gradually moved to that. She's never sucked my dick. I asked her why once. She said, would you? I go down on her. I don't mind. It's gonna get dirty. Fuck, it's gonna get much. Just hold on. There's older people here. Fuck off. You were dirty too. Yeah. You used to fucking those big cars in the 40s, so don't give me any bullshit. Ever see an Edsel? 15 people could fuck in an Edsel. That's an odd number, but somebody had to drive. You know some idiot trying to drive? I fucked in a Fiat in 1979. A fat man can't fuck in a Fiat. Can't even jerk off in a Fiat. Well, you can, but you're beeping the horn. They know where you are. Man. But I go down on her, man. I don't mind going down on her if I start from the feet. And I work my way in. Kiss her on the inside of her legs on the way to the thing. This is how men do that, by the way. First time I went down on her, she put the blanket over my head, which is fucking hilarious, because men don't know where we're going anyway, and now it's dark. I'm left in an abyss. I wanted to wear a helmet with a light on it, maybe have a canary in a cage. She watches me go down on her now, and women like to watch men go down on them because I think it's funny for women. I think it must be funny for a woman to look at, you know, this idiot slowly run out of ideas, you know what I mean? <laughs> Every woman in here has seen that face come over your tummy more than once. It... <laughs> more down there again. All right, that was Mike Wilmot, a uh, clip from uh, Yuck Yuck's 25th anniversary show they did at Just for Laughs. I believe that was in 2006. And he joins us in the studio. Uh, Mike is uh, one of Canada's greatest exports of comedy in the last 15 years. He's uh, played all around the world, from the UK to Sweden to Japan. And he makes his summers pretty much back home in Toronto, where he loves to go north of uh, Barrie and camp with a uh, good friend, <laughs> Derek Edwards. And we're lucky to have him here. I could tell you more bullshit about him, but uh, he's great. And but that's I'm all here you need from all bullshit. I'll take, I'll do the bullshit. You do the bullshit. I'll do the bullshit. So how's your summer going, Mike? Uh, it's great. It's great. I'm, like you said, I'm home. Yep. Uh, it's a great, uh, Canada is a wonderful country to lay down in. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not big on the showbiz, but uh, if you want to have a nap. Right. And to still practice without anyone caring. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yep. Come home to practice. But it's can it's like basically like Canada's sort of like your playground now, isn't it? It's just Well, yeah, it, it's uh, you know, your career exists somewhere else. I go out to Britain to check on it. Mm -hmm. See how it's going. 
And then, uh, yeah, then I come home to, uh, to just long enough to remember why I left. Right. And we were talking about this earlier that, you know, it only t- it, you leave for even just two months and you're flabbergasted at the difference of comedy around the world versus comedy in Canada and where it is right now. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're a pro- weirdly protected country for, for a, an out-in-the-open kind of country. It's right. just, everyone's a bit too nervous in this country. I, I don't know. If, so there, there are pockets of great stand-up. Sure. You know, but like anywhere, it's uh, it's uh, you have to be a fan to know where it is. Right. Now, what do you think? Do you think that's because we're so spread out? I mean, it's a cliche, but you know, you have a, a pretty good scene in Vancouver, a great scene in Toronto, and then kind of in between, maybe Calgary's okay, but. Whereas in the UK, you've got pockets of greatness so close to each other. Oh well, that, that, that's the UK in general. They're 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 just uh, they're crammed. Right. On that bizarre little island, and uh, they don't have any competition. You know, the, the people, their next-door neighbors don't speak the language. Right. Where, you know, we're next-door na- neighbors to Hollywood. Right. So uh, so we ended up paying to be entertained by Canadians that left the country. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. We're, right. we're lining up to see people we didn't line up to see when they were actually here. Right, right. <laughs> so, no. but now that they're, you know, working with the big guns, yeah, then, yeah, then, yeah. then we come out. Well, and, but, like, isn't that one of your, like, that's one of the big frustrations with a lot of Canadian talent and Canadian comics, that we're not really completely embraced until we go somewhere else, and then we come back, and then they're like, oh, well, those people liked you, now we'll start liking yeah, you. Yeah, now we'll start liking you. We're just very insecure. We're, we're like, uh, uh, we're as insecure as, say, uh, Kiwis. New Zealanders are, like, the, that part of the world's Canadians, where they're all worried about, you know, the, the big country doing this oh, stuff. Oh, right, so and, Australia, New Zealand, uh, they, yeah, they're very, yeah, they're very insecure as well. I think, I think, I think it's uh, charming. It's uh, it's it it won't it won't uh, fill your pockets, right. but 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 it it's, it is charming that we're insecure. I'd rather be insecure than than uh, than America than right. than over secure. I think is or whatever. I don't worry. It's early. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing I did want to bring up, and and this is not to to kiss your ass because I generally don't kiss anyone's ass. I know that, Frosty. I know. <laughs> um, that. But the thing that I that does impress me about you and and Kenny Robinson in particular is that even though you're 25 years in, are you 20? Uh, I must be. 25 years in. There's so many different in. levels of when did I start. Right. Yeah. That you still are doing, like, the small venues, like the Eaton House to 10 people or Spirits on a Wednesday night, working out new stuff because you don't rest on your laurels of an, an, an act that you know works for sure, but I don't know if you, it's because you're like me or Kenny, because I've talked to Kenny, gets bored with material. Like, very what's your quickly. reason for that? I get bored very quickly. I didn't forever. I had this bulletproof act for about a decade. Right. And in just one day, you just sort of realize, I can't do this for the rest of my life, and I want to do this for the rest of my life. Right. So you, you, you have to eventually give up the stuff. A friend of mine, Jimmy Carr from yep. Britain, who's sure. done well in America as yep. well, I think, yep. he used to uh, say it's like a master carpentry or cabinet making. Once you've made your roll-top desk, you, you can overmake the desk. You know, it's done, ship it off, and then stare at blank wood again and, right. and, and build something else. And that'll keep you interested until you're 90 years old and hopefully still treading the floorboards. Yeah, I want I want to bring up one point. I think you and I were doing. Uh, we went to Vaughn, like uh, another club north of the city, uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, and you were talking to me about uh, someone had seen you recently in like uh, it was a, the Ajax Club, and they loved you, but you were they they enjoyed the show, but they were complaining that you weren't the guy from ten years right, ago, right. Who they fell in love with, the guy in the suit, yeah, and the guy was like the. And it was a motor. Everything was the yeah. reason it was motor fast is either me trying to get through it, right, or the fact it was so memorized, right. I wasn't even in the room. It was yeah. He wrote some blog about that about. You know, he's all over the place now, and it's me searching for new bits, right. You know, it's, and. Uh, uh, 
I, I loved him better when he was you know, this bulletproof kind of thing. And it's sad when you think, you know, this guy is loving you when you were at your worst. Right. Like, and like probably creatively most, and, worst. And probably most insecure because there's a reason you go that fast sometimes, too, is because you don't want to give the, an audience a chance that, to not like you. That's right. You, you, people that are, if you're not confident in the written word, uh, you race through it. Right. And it, you see it now in television, the same thing. Flashy, fast cuts right. are for people that are insecure about their writing. Mm -hmm. You know, because they don't want to stay still long enough for you to to judge them for what you're saying. It's right. It's you know a lot of it uh, 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 was slowing down. Was a lot of it was the fact that in Britain, when I first started going out, they would come out and see your show, and critique it, or you praise it, or dump on it, and they're cruel if they hate it. But they remembered every joke. And if you come back to do Edinburgh the year later, and uh, it's new or it's not new, you will get panned. Yeah, yeah. So technically, it forces you to write. And then once you start writing again, you realize you should have been doing that the whole time. Right. It's like going back to open mics. I, I stayed away from them forever, afraid to, for silent air, just afraid of hearing nothing. But n no longer. You know, I, I, I try to get out to all the open mics. In Britain, there's a great one, uh, The Old Rope, where they have a noose on stage. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing old material, you have to hold on to the noose. Right, to let the audience know, know that, that yeah. yeah, this is old classics. Yeah. And then let go of the noose. But eventually now, no one, you know, you have, to, you have to really train an audience to enjoy an open mic. Right. Like spirits, they know what they're getting. They know a lot of it's going to be crap, but they, they don't dump on you mm -hmm. for being shitty. They, 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 they realize you're trying to work shit out. But also that's where some magic happens that is unexpected magic, which I would rather prefer to see than a manufactured show. That's right. Like, you know, the one night you were there, Louis Black showed up, Rob Williams showed right, up, right. Yeah, doing and that all movie. the plants aligned, and boom, it's a great show, which no one had to pay for, was very loosey-goosey, and everyone saw what they were not expecting to see. Right. Which was greatness in one night, and the next week it might not have been that great, but it still got people coming out. I still out. dragged Lewis out, though. Yeah, of course, of course. But, I mean... <laughs> Only because he's a drinking buddy. But for some people, this is their only chance to see guys like yourself because you are one of the first Canadian comics that was embraced by the UK. Right, well, yeah. Probably you and Campbell, right, Craig Campbell? Uh, Craig and I, same time. Yeah. Craig and I, um, the, the, the only Canadians out there were Corky and the Juice Pigs, who brought me out. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. And okay. uh, the only American out there was uh, Greg Proops. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was really odd to be, a, uh, now it's it's inundated. I know. But uh, Which is still good, but... You know, the bubble will break. It's already happening out there now. It's gotten, it's on, too, it's on TV too much. That's what killed it right. in America. So are, of they, course. are they following it? Are, are they kind of falling into that whole, uh, like what happened in the late 80s and, and yep. the early 90s? Exactly in, in what's North happening. America with uh, so many comedy on the roads and like, yep. you know, uh, any, uh, you know, evening at the improv kind well, of show. They, they have literally, uh, there's Live at the Comedy Store, there's Live at the Apollo, there's uh, Michael McIntyre Presents. And, and on top of that, there's other still stand-up shows, and it's gotten to the point now where people, uh, they go to the O2 to watch comedy now. Right, right, And right. Uh, that was, uh, that's, that's, that's got to signal the end, because it started out cool because it seemed illegal. Yeah. And, Underground. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, which I've always, I've always, uh, I like being under the radar, and I'm quite good at it. Well, for, you know. I mean, but like, uh, what you can get away with on British TV is so much different from what Not you anymore. Can... No? I, the stuff I used to do, that suck a dick and all that this shit you played earlier, I could do that on BBC Two when I first went there in the 90s, but because okay. of Jonathan Ross and that British asshole there with a... Uh, Brand? Brand, yeah. doing some horrible radio dirty stuff about them nailing some beloved character's grand, or, uh, granddaughter. Yep, yep. Uh, it, the, the outrage was, it was, it was you know, incredible. So now, you, now, you're, yeah, now it's uh, back to being, 
squeaky clean. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I thought that maybe the stand-up would have been like going downhill because you can see the same shit that you would be able to see on stage at a, at a club on TV. Right. So then, 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 I mean, see, the one thing that brings that used to I used to think that would bring people out uh, to a live show was that they couldn't see. Um, on TV, what they could go and see right. live, but when it then when it becomes well, I can see whatever I saw at the club, I can see on TV too. That's that's got a great deal it, to do with it, because uh, there's also Channel Five where you can do live at the com- live at the comedy store is filthy. Yeah, and uh, I hosted a show called Comedy Blue, which was yep. all based on Dirty Guys. Yep, but uh, even then, you it's what's ruining it is uh, uh, is it just becomes it can't help it. There's like there's a core group of guys. And then slowly it just becomes, uh, all the other guys become, it's derivative. Everyone, for sure, it's all spread out too thin. And it's, it, it's, it's got to do with greed. Producers can now look at stand-up and, and, and make it a, a main stage television staple without having to spend a great deal of money. Right. And it makes them a horrish amount of money. So it's like anything. They just turn it, just goes greedy, and then it goes down the shitter. And then i got to find another fucking country to go to. Right. I hear they've opened a club in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> Better not make too many jokes about fish. That, that's right. Oh, they go, they snap. They go Unless nuts. you do it right. Yeah. You yeah. got, and you have to pick the right kind of fish too. They got a couple local references. <laughs> yeah. That's what always open locally. Yeah. Hey, it's not like I'm fishing in uh, yeah. fill in the blank of well, Portuguese yeah, a village. Hamlet. I'm yeah. sure village or Hamlet. Yeah. You just don't say Hamilton or something no. like that. That might not be. It. Now, a lot of times when you come back to Canada and you do your tours in the summer, whether it's comedy clubs or whatever, you're known to be someone that's bringing young young comics on the road. I don't know how much of that is your choice or just you know financial. In the beginning, it was probably financial because you took a, a big chunk of the budget, so they'd have to throw in young uh, guys. Put in some kids, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where, and, where you try to help them out just so it doesn't fuck your own show up. Right, right. I remember write, writing a guy's bit. Driving to Ottawa, <laughs> yeah. You know, just say, "Here, this is what you do, kid. Here's what you do. Don't make Uncle Mike look like an asshole." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember my first time uh, traveling with you. I had my uh, one of that super hack with oh, the funny, that was cute. funny pants and, yeah, the, yeah. and, and your, the shirt and the shirt. And uh, yeah, you looked like and a bee on the honey and a mustache and, <laughs> and a bee on my shirt. You think yeah. it's a bee? It wasn't. It, it was, wasn't a bee. It was the great kazoo, you, wasn't it? It was a great kazoo, kazoo, but you looked like a bee. Yeah, yeah okay. Bee that, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we did a show in Barrie or whatever, and you were very nice to me, and it was really good. Fellas, you know, good fellas. Yeah, yeah, in Barrie, I remember yeah. that. And uh, very good to me. And of course, every young comic that's kind of worth their bag of salt has a great story about touring with you in the beginning, because generally, I think not to talk for you, but you're nice to the comics you like. And oh, but you, you got know. you got it, man. You you know you got to keep it going. Yeah. You know you got to you got to keep good comedy going, and you've got to go out of your way. Because when I started, most of them were shitheads. Right. Most of the headliners were, and Absolutely. it was funny. There was like one club in Canada, and these guys could pull an ego. That's that's hard to do. Was that just with people just like protecting their own turf? Or they I don't know that... what it is. I think it's again, it's insecurity or whatever. I agree. How hard is it? Uh, you know, you've, you've got just by being on stage, whether you're brand new or you've been at it for years, that's a, that's a big thing in common. Absolutely. Almost right immediately, you've got this thing in common yep. that that other people don't understand. So, you, what's the point of being a shithead? You know, you got to It's you know, you you got to give, and and hopefully these guys will be. It'll make the it'll make comedy healthier to an environment to work in, right. unless they're shit, and then I I can't talk to them. 
Well, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I try to help out young comics as much as I can because there were guys like you and Kenny that did it for me. Well, Kenny did and, it for and, me as and, well. And steered me in the right direction and with the terms of what comics to look uh, look up to or listen to. And I remember you telling me on that ride to Goodfellas to, you know, always watch Kenny. At that time, me and Kenny weren't that good of friends. But, you know, I was so blown away by him. And I wouldn't have probably even given him a second chance without someone like yourself telling me about him. So... I try to do that with young comics. Look, I've punked off to young comics, too, because they give me attitude sometimes. Right, right. With their five-year plan. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they're fucking MySpace groups and their Facebook fan pages, and they have eight people. You know, several of my fans, I found out, aren't even uh, people. Yeah. One's a pair of pants. I got, like, three rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) A pair of pants. I couldn't believe it. Here I I am trying to work on a computer because my kids think it's a great idea. Right. And I got three rabbits and a pair of pants. But but you have to also (laughs) admit, you're probably someone that is, I don't want to say anti-marketing, but you're not really doing much yourself like you don't have a website you have a no. facebook group that someone else created <laughs> that's right right you have i don't even think you're on myspace the only time you ever put anything... i haven't myself i haven't been on but the kids put me on that right one. right but yeah. i mean you're, i don't wanna, but you must agree that's somewhat anti-marketing to what yeah, well, the new reality I'm, of I, I would like to to simplify it by saying old school but right. i just find it tacky to be honest with right. you i find yeah. it embarrassed i think uh what i do on stage is is, is proof in the pudding when i'm on stage doing it. You want the work to speak for itself? Yes, I do, whatever happened to word of mouth. It's slowly working, but it, you, if, you, if you're just going by uh, word of mouth alone, then you have, a, you have to have a 30-year plan. Right. Guys, I think it takes it, uh, that long to fill a 300-seater. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, I, you know, people, I've got management and stuff that, that I, 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 God bless them, but I drive them mad. Right. I, I've, I've turned down tours. I've done... I, turn, I don't know what it is. I, I, I think it's, I, I, I like being a nightclub entertainer in a dark room. I, I don't like this comedy on, on, on a bigger scale. Like some of these venues like I'm not are a fan retarded. Of, of, of these theater No, I don't like, shows. I don't want to be performing in front of a television set that's got me performing on it. Right. Like, I think that's retarded. I, I like, if, I think it belongs in a nice rock and I like what Dougie Stanhope's doing with these uh, yeah, yeah. rock clubs, yep. rock venues. And, and not only him, there's a few guys now. That are just basically saying, look, if you can fill a 200-seater, I'll come and play your club. Yep, yep. And that's, I think that's, I think that should be where it's going. I like a good rock and roll venue. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that's, uh, uh, I don't know, club comedy in general uh, is, uh, is homogenized to a certain degree. Uh, the motiv- motivations might be different, but... Uh, I, I mean, th- in Canada, it's a little bit different because Yucks is a little more... Gracious to about non-censorship, but in America, yeah, club comedy, even though it's rebounding, a lot of guys are telling me it's become even more homogenized. Oh, well, there's a chain in Britain called Junglers that's yep. uh, uh, trying to go out of business. They, they just keep yeah. coming back. But I, I, didn't, I haven't played those in years because it was really catering towards birthday parties and, and, and the discotheque afterwards. Right. Well, I always find a lot or of At least yuck yucks when you're done. It's, it's, you're done. It's over. Right. No one sticks around later to hear the band. But like a lot of comedy clubs are like the fast food of comedy, just in the in the sense that no one really. A lot of the time in Canada, you don't know who you're showing up to, but you know it's going to be that sort of generic sort of McDonald's burger. Yeah, that there's going to be. will fill you up for a little while, and you'll be satisfied. There'll enough be four to comedians. Come back. Yeah, yeah, right. One following the other one. One right. will be hosting. Where the name of the cha- where 
the name of the club is technically headlining. Yes. And then it's featuring uh, these guys that are performing on stage. I just happened to be here. Yeah. I love the fact that they would approach you afterwards thinking that uh, you work there like as a waiter. Right, yeah. And then, you know, every week you rotate. Right. Yeah. Where one of you becomes the performer and the other yeah. four have to wait on oh, tables. Yeah. yeah. What was oh, yeah. It, Darren, what was the story that you wanted to tell about Mike uh, where he wanted to give you advice at the end oh, of the show? And... Yeah, the thing about the whole Young Comics thing oh, I was, right, right, was going to bring up is that uh, something I also learned uh, from you is that we were in Hamilton. This was in the 90s. And there was a comic who will remain nameless uh, as the middle. And uh, I just did a little guest set. I drove you out there. So I did like an eight or ten minute set. And after I walked off stage, you gave me like four notes. This is what you did wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. And then the middle went on and uh, didn't do very well. And she walked off stage and uh, asked for your opinion. And you went, yeah, you did great, toots. And that's it. And I just turned to you and I went, that's all? You great, did great toots? And you just gave me... By the me way, the... I want to clarify this. I call all young comics toots. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Toots Shaw, he was a, he was a guy. You, you called me toots before. Yeah, I call you toots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But, but the thing was, and you, and you just explained it to me, and I thought it was a great way to look at it. You said, if I care, I'll tell you what I think you did wrong. If I don't really care, I'll just say good show. Good show. Yeah, so nice I set. think that's important. Yeah, I, well, you can't tell people that you know don't have it right that they don't have it right not only because it's incredibly rude they won't believe you right where you see someone that's got a spark in them well you'd want to work with them again so right. you, you try to help so speed the process up because it's a, without help it's a very long process yeah. well i mean like I, if i see someone setting up i don't like it uh whether i actually watched it or i was out of the room if i don't like your set i'll probably just say hey good job because that doesn't really actually say Yeah, yeah like, and, and, and they're happy with it. Yeah. Well, it's like most comics that don't do well. They'll, they'll tell you, uh, they'll, they'll ask for advice, but what they really want is you to tell them, oh, no, you're great, everyone else is fucked. Right. You're great. Shitty crowd. Yeah, shitty crowd, rotten manager, you know, a horrible booker. Yep. You're great, you're great. And that, that works for a while, but... You, it won't get you, you know, then they'll return to you all the time right. for that same kind of bullshit comfort blanket. I was, I find the same thing whenever someone, uh, if they're a part of a, a television production and if you go and watch their TV taping and afterwards they say, hey, well, what did you think? And you're sort of like, well, do you want to know what I think or do you want me to actually... Or, or the one that I get all the time is, because uh, I've done a lot of really crap television and they'll give you, a, oh, you're the best thing in that. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, 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 you're the... Yeah, you're, shit sandwich, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. piece of lettuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were fresh in you're, that you're, you're big the, old shit sandwich. You're the peanut in that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, now, I, this is uh, actually one of my very first road trips with uh, Mike. I was with uh, Mike and uh, and Billy Cowan. We were driving up to uh, Sudbury. They, they had a club up oh, there for right. a while. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And so every sober minute, I was with uh, Billy Cowan, and every not sober minute, I was with Mike. <laughs> and uh, one night, we uh, we go back to uh, Mike's room. We order a bunch of, like, roast beef subs, which were infamous being in Sudbury. There was, like, yep. a place where we could go to get roast beef subs. And then we turn on the TV, and on one of the uh, channels, Channels was the uh, the porn awards, and Bobby Slayton was hosting. Oh, Bob, it. yeah. And uh, so we started watching the porn awards, and I don't think that they do this anymore. But they were showing long clips of all the uh, nominated films. Yeah. And so the one. So award... as you're jerking off, right before you come, it comes back to Bobby Slayton. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> damn it, damn it. And the winner is. Yeah. The uh, so uh, at one point, so we're watching, and they gave out the award for the best comedy, and they show a bunch of clips. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but one of them was a parody of the Tonight Show. And the Johnny Carson guy started getting a blowjob from the guests sitting, and then the Ed McMahon goes, 
Uh, and then the Ed McMahon guy goes, uh, you are erect, sir. <laughs> I which can't I thought remember a, that. Which I thought That's was a pretty, pretty funny, funny for line. porno. I, I thought it was pretty funny. And then uh, you heard about Otto and George on the porno awards. Well, wait. Then, then <laughs> and then they showed the next series of clips. And then uh, Mike slowly turned his head towards me and says, "Kid, I think you better leave now." <laughs> and that was just your nice way of saying I'm about to jack off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Be here for this. That's right. There's it, not it, enough napkins yeah, around. Yeah, you, to... you can't you can't go in the bathroom and say, hey, "Knock before you come out." Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I remember uh, Otto and George was on the Porno Awards, oh, yeah. and he's giving out the awards like for best threesome or something, and these big titty porno girls are standing next to him, and Otto and George is this dirty ventriloquist. George is the dummy, and Otto is the, the ventriloquist. And uh, so he, Otto just puts George's head in one of the girls' cleavage in, in, in motorboats or whatever, outboard motors or whatever they call it, yeah. a, uh, and she smacks the dummy, <laughs> and fucking Otto loses it. She goes, she goes, it's disgusting. And I go, fuck it, you chug cum for a living. <laughs> and the winner is. <laughs> well, I remember seeing the clip of him doing stand-up and all the all the porn girls were, like, disgusted by yeah. his jokes. And, you know, this is nothing compared to, yeah, what they do on a Friday in a film set, you know, like cum guzzling and fucking... Yeah. Ass to mouth. Ass to mouth. And it's like the dummy said, you stupid cunt. Like, that was too much for them. It's like, yeah. I got dressed up. I don't want to hear a dirty yeah. cunt when I'm all dressed yeah, up. Well, yeah, this is, um, this, this is my off hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want to call me a dirty cunt, you better have some money and some and some videotape. Well, did they not like it because the dummies are the size of a child, so it looked like it was coming out of... I don't know. Why They're... are all ventriloquist dummies children? Or they the size of kids? It's Why aren't they to... adults? It, it, it's it's easier to... Like, I think it's, it's, more, it's more of a travel thing. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's yeah. a convenience. But they all, they, they all do not go nuts. They, every fucking one of them goes nuts. Oh, Just yeah. like the uh, Wilson in uh, that horrible Tom Hanks movie eventually started talking to a ball. Right. Right. I think any human is going to snap if you talk to a pretend person for long enough. Yeah. Like when it broke down, we're doing the nasty show in Montreal and it broke. The dummy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he ended up chucking it at the wall and, 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 and call, went to the dummy. Always on the big nights. <laughs> Dom Herrera came out of the green room just sort of frightened because we all go back to that movie Magic. And you just, you, get, you just get scared. Well, I mean, I love Otto and George. I did the nasty oh, show in 2005 with him. Um, and it was even it was great. Like, you know, the old saying when you love watching a comic not do great. It was sometimes cool. There were some shows where he did. He did fine. But there were moments of not greatness, which was great to watch because the audience is like they really believe that puppet is real and alive and they get that offended the by the puppet. puppet's been attacked. Yeah. 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 Like on stage, drunks will attack the puppet. The puppet. I know. He told me the story about the one guy saying to him, you I like, you, you the puppet, yeah. you're a motherfucker, and stab the puppet. With a fork, yeah. Yeah, like, just like, people are, don't realize the fucking puppet, and these are all his thoughts, but, you know. And even the fact that his lips are moving a great deal. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not throwing them off with his vent skills, you know. Right. Especially the angrier it gets, the less the puppet talks, and the more he just mumbles hate. Right. The one thing I did want to ask you about, and... Um, is this idea of because you're you know you've called yourself a blue comic? Uh, I think others comic. have. Okay, okay, but you know you're in that category. <laughs> right, of, right. I say fuck. Right, exactly. I talk about penises and dirty and, stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, the idea of what's the difference for you about being banned versus not being asked back? I don't know if you know what I mean by that. I know exactly what you mean. Because there that. is there is a difference. There's certain comics that get banned, or they like to use that idea of banned. And I'm one of them. I feel that I have been banned from establishments, but maybe I'm wrong. But if you, what would you consider the difference between the two? I think when you're banned, it's because uh, of complaints from paying customers. And I think if you're uh, 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 not asked back, is because uh, 
uh, the guy that runs the room doesn't like you. Right. So it depends. I think when you're banned, it's because uh, someone's received letters. Right. And they ban you so they can stop those people from writing letters. And if you've, you're just not welcomed back, it's because you either you went too far or the, or the guy that paid the money doesn't like you. Right, right, which can happen. Yeah, it's his yeah. club which and is, it's his rules. Which is, and which is what you have to expect if you're going to do uh, dirty shit, if you're right. going to do dirty material. I'm, I'm hoping not everyone loves it. I don't want to entertain yeah, everyone. Neither, neither. Well, let, let, let those other guys be everybody's favorite. Right. Fuck everybody. I want to do, I want to entertain. If I can get, get 1% of fans, I'm, I'm laughing. I could live up north, of, you know, it'd be fine. I, See, I, who the fuck wants to entertain all, if, if you entertain all of them, then, then you're, you're, you're like all of them. You're stupid. Well, you're you're average, your basics. Yeah. You're average. That's right. what people love. See, I try to use the 80-20 rule. I want 80% to enjoy it, maybe not love it, and in that 80%, 30% love it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's And 20% good. are probably not going to like it. But I've been to shows where these comics you're talking about pretty much live by the same rule of 80-20. There's 20% that would like what I do and don't like what the average guy does. Right. You know, so it's like, it's it's very similar. Well, I've always been a fan, whether it's music or actors or, or whatever, of uh, uh, people that not everybody likes. Right. Because uh, it's, it's the reason everybody likes something, because they haven't found it themselves. Right. You know, they just basically, uh, well, they, they, you know, they buy the DVD because it says on it, millions have bought this DVD. Yeah. You know, it's like people that put on shows that are already sold out, but only put out a $10,000 a poster in a newspaper to write sold, sold out. out on it. Yep, yep. Which that seems retarded. Right. You know, if it's sold out, why why do you have the picture in the paper? Right, right. Just to remind people. That's Is that the wife? Is that the wife? It's probably your wife calling. Uh, there, I told there, you not to say cunt on the radio. Because there's a lot of comics and and who have used the idea that I've been banned. Um, and some a, use it as a badge of honor. Too. A badge of honor. Um, I best yeah, it's best to keep it to yourself, really. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well uh, that always has bothered me too. When when there are a lot of comics that uh, that are proud of the fact that they've been banned somewhere and they get they get pissed off that they're not invited back somewhere. It's just that uh, you know if you went up to a club owner and said, uh, "Hey, can I uh, can can I come back to your show?" and uh, they're like, uh, "Well, you know, no, I I don't think you're really meant for this place." And then they're like, "Yeah, well, fuck you. Yeah, this right. place is a shithole. Yeah, yeah. This place is a shithole. Even though I wanted to work." Here. You don't get me, man. Yeah. You don't get me. Even though I wanted to work here next weekend, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to work here now because you don't want me. I was prepared to get on my knees and blow you. Well, I'm not going to blow you unless you want me to blow Then yeah. on the yeah. side, I'll blow you. I'll blow you if you get me this yeah. work. Please, right. just one weekend. Well, I don't think, uh, you know, it's a whole thing. If you want to shock somebody, there's a guy in Britain, Kim Noble, who uh, got a five-star review and a zero-star review. Right. Right. Which the, I think is what you want. The five-star review was from an idiot. The zero-star review was more... At, he jerks off in a cup, and then he's, he hands it to people. Like, literally? Yeah. So he's, he's, he's a performance so artist. He's not a comic. Oh, okay. He'll be the first to tell you. I'll be the second to tell you. He's <laughs> not a comic, but he jerks off in a cup. Wow. There you go. But, I mean, but also there's something to be said about knowing where you belong, too. It's like you can't get pissed off... Uh, at uh, like a, a club owner or someone who books a show when they don't want you, because obviously, why would you want to be at a place that doesn't want you? It's sort of like, yeah, it's like when we were doing that whole like, well, fuck you and your club. I don't want to be here. And then, but you should be like, yeah, well, maybe I'm not. It's sort no, of like. I mean, there, there's towns that like for me, I, I can't really go back to. I mean, Vancouver, the club there just doesn't want my act. I did very well. I thought that weekend they don't want me back. What the, I don't want to go anywhere that I'm not wanted. Um, so uh, I, I kind of go with the idea of what's like. 
fuck that club, but, you know, I still want to play in that town. Right, right. Well, well Vancouver's always been, uh, we did the Nasty Show tour there, and the, the, uh, the, yeah, audience, the noise the audience made was, you always hear an ooh, I find an ooh rather sexy. But I, I, Richards on Richards, after Ottawa and George went on, he's his opening line, the entire audience went like, ha! Ah! Like, it was like they were, like he punched them in the chest. Something weird about uh, Vancouver for that. They, they wear a lot of ribbons. Yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time They're already. They're perpetually offended. Uh, my kind of town. Um, but we want to thank uh, Mike Wilmot. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, I really guys. appreciate uh, for show number two coming down and dropping by and giving us your wisdom. And... <laughs> right, Dave? Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, Dave? You, Wake yeah. up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted. Uh, so much more I wanted to say. But we have lots more to talk about we'll with Mike. We'll do more of it. I'm here all summer. Yeah, yeah. We're going to definitely have you come back, and we'll talk some more. We'll definitely try to get you back in and do some talk about because you're at Just for Last Toronto, which is in July, and if you go to haha.com. Well, why don't I just drag a bunch of those assholes over here, then? Yeah, why don't we do that? All right, get okay. Patton and everybody. Okay, cool. All right, well, uh, well thanks to Mike, and we'll, uh, should we wrap this up, Victoria? I guess we are out of time. <laughs> we talked way too much about way too much stuff. So I was We were going to do a Defending Your Act where I was going to get to do my Michael J. Fox joke. Well, that will be well, next we'll week. Well, that'll be next week. He's yeah. not going anywhere. Get excited. Well, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> well, he's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. Well, that's the show for this week on Anything Goes. I'm sorry we didn't get to Defending Your Act. We will be doing that next week. Uh, we want to thank our guest, Mike Wilmot, and also remind you, if you have any feedback, please give us a call. We had one caller last week, and we want to double that. Can we do that? Can we, people? Yeah, I think 1-877-XM-LAUGH, or you can email us at laughattack at xmradio.ca. And if you email us, both myself and Dave, the first person to email, email us and tell us our guest for this week will receive a free DVD mailed right to your door, one from me, and one from Dave Martin. Isn't that great? Um, I, I didn't know that I was going to be giving away a DVD. You're going to fucking give away a DVD. <sighs> okay, I That's guess how I it am. works, right. okay? So uh, please uh, check us out again next week. And uh, Where are you going to be this week, Darren? Uh, this week I'm going to be uh, in Vaughn at Yuck Yucks in Vaughn. And next weekend I'm going to be taping my third DVD on June 4th at Toronto's Yuck Yucks downtown location. Two show recording of my Dead Inside comedy tour. Uh, and I'm going to be uh, this w- coming weekend. No, no, I- I'm going to be the weekend of the 28th and the 29th. I will be performing at the Hamilton uh, Yuck Yucks Comedy Club. And on June 4th, I will be hosting the East End Comedy Review in Toronto with your headliners, Pete Zedlacker and Mark Farrer. That is going to be an awesome show. And actually, before that show, I will be recording a, uh, my podcast, Corktown Radio. So come down to the Dominion on Queen in Toronto and check that show out. And if you want any more information, you can always go to our website at ComedyWhore.com or... Uh, DaveMartinWorld.com. Or you can check us out at LaughAttack.ca. And we're both on Facebook and... Uh, and, and Twitter and all that other bullshit. And, and win a date with me. Yeah, Dave's really pushing us hard. You want to win a date with Dave Martin, go check out his website and how svelte he is I'm and get back to us. More charming than whatever, whatever. Darren said. Yeah.